You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As it says at the start, this is Locked On Indians. I'm your host, Jeff Ellis of 24-7 Sports. Over on 24-7 Sports on Wednesday, we, uh, we and by we, I mean I, dropped my newest mock draft. We go all the way up to the second round, but not through the second round. So you're looking at 41 picks each with a pick and a sleeper. So there's two players listed for each team as a possibility. And if you are interested in the draft, it's um, it's a lot of time I spend on it, and I would highly recommend it, even though that's a bit self-serving. So on today's show, we are going to look at the last two games for the first half, and then the second half of the show is going to be going back to that draft talk that I had promised in yesterday's show before the Bauer talk ran long. I want to remind everyone to... Uh, Subscribe, rate, and review. Himalaya is the the app that we uh, I've mentioned before. It's a free app for podcasts. Google Play, iTunes, whatever you do. Our numbers are going back up again. So I want to thank everyone, and let's let's keep doing that. That's um, it's really heartening and fantastic to see. So let's start with yesterday's game. It was a uh, it was an exciting game, but the beginning of it was a little less exciting because of that extended rain delay. Um, Zach Plesak coming in facing a very, very good Boston lineup. Now, he had the advantage of they really hadn't seen him. They didn't really know him. Um, but that's always mitigated by the fact that, yes, he has moved quickly through the upper minors, but there's there's always tape. There's a limited amount of tape on him this year where he has definitely taken a step forward as a pitcher. He... Only had the two strikeouts, but they just couldn't make contact all day. He was, you know, just the four hits, the one walk. He has been so good at controlling the zone this year, and we saw that in his his start. Nick Wetgren ended up picking up the win. He had another rough outing. It's a, a few for him. A.J. Cole gave up two runs. I know uh, that was due to some uh, defensive errors. But uh, at the same time, my concern with Cole is he's always someone who gets hit hard, and we'll go into that when we talk about uh, the second game. And Brad Hand continues just to be sterling. I mean, a 1.23 ERA, allowed one hit, one walk, and struck out three. Uh, There's not much more you could ask for Brad Hand to do at this point. Offensively at this point, uh, the last two games have made me a little bit giddy. Uh, I do want to wait to talk about the second game, but Jose Ramirez I'm going to start with for the first game. Uh, Two hits, two walks two strikeouts, just twos all over the place. And for him, uh, it's just a giant step forward. His average is up almost 20 points over the last 10 games. His on-base is up. His slugging is up. If we can get 90 80% of what J-Ram was a year ago, this team's lineup, just it changes completely. Um, Oscar Mercado continuing to overperform. Uh, I don't think the slugging is going to stay as high, but I do think he can be close to like a 280, 290 hitter. There's going to be some regression, but he is uh, he's filling in quite well. Santana had two walks in a bit of an off night for him compared to what we see the next day. Uh, Luplo gets two RBIs, knocks in two runs, uh, facing a lefty, not as quite as dynamic as he had been, but you're going to take it. Another home run for Roberto Perez. He's up to seven. Greg Allen is the other guy, too, you're looking at. He was awful in his time up in Cleveland. Now, I'm an Allen fan. I've often said I think he can be in left field, an above-average to plus defender. He never gets a bad break on a ball. He walks. He's got some doubles pop. 
there are things there to like. There, I think he could be a league average bat, which the Indians could use in the outfield. But he started the year, one of the worst starts I've ever seen. Comes into this game, gets the big home run, also gets a walk, two runs, two RBIs. Well, I'm not someone who's, I mean, RBIs, I don't really care. But I think for some players, just filling up that stat line, seeing a lot of numbers helps with confidence. So they come back, they're behind early, and come back and get the big win. They have the rain delay in there. Fantastic. I thought it was going to be a loss for sure. Today's game. Uh, we'll start with the pitching performances. Uh, Bieber with his worst start of the year. Only goes the five innings, gives up three home runs, strikes out six, doesn't walk anyone. He can be a bit home run prone this year, but uh, it feels like everyone could be a bit home run prone. You go across the majors and guys are giving up over a home run per uh, every nine innings pitch. Three is, is a lot, <laughs> especially in five innings. Uh, Oliver Perez uh, rebounds. Another nice performance by him. You want to see that. You want to see him continuing to perform, being that, uh, I mean, I don't know if I want to see him pitch in two innings, but when he should probably just be a loogie only. A.J. Cole, uh, defensive miscues hurt him, but uh, at the same time, he's just going to get hard. He's going to get hit hard. That is the way A.J. Cole has always performed. We switch over to the Indians. Uh, where do we begin? It is a, as of this point, uh, unless somehow I'm recording this right before the bomb of the ninth here, unless uh, Baltimore, Baltimore, Boston scores five runs, the Indians are going to have this locked up, and they'll end the game with 18 hits, 14 runs, just an unbelievable performance. Only four walks, but that's because they're making such good contact. Lindor, three for six. Mercado, three for six. Santana, three for four with two walks. Jason Kipnis, your cleanup hitter, one for six. Why he is still hitting cleanup, I do not know. Um, it is extremely frustrating that they keep running him out there. And it's beyond frustrating. It's ridiculous, to be honest. You should be at the bottom of your lineup, not at four. But let's move on. J-Ram. I talked about the uh, the performance yesterday. Another strong performance today. He gets two doubles for his two hits. Um, again, that average is going up. That's what, what's fantastic to see. Bowers with two hits and has a double in there. Greg Allen, two hits. Another guy. You know, it just by going two for four, he raised his average thirty points. It's uh, if he can get close to respectability, which I think he can be. It's such a big change. Uh, Kevin uh, P there, two for four and a walk, and he had been really scuffling ever since I highlighted him as in limited at bats. He had been the Indian second best hitter basically since then. He had imploded offensively, but he has a strong game. He gets a double as well. Uh, Martin, not so much, just the one walk. So I already talked about Jose Ramirez and Greg Allen. It's great to see those guys filling up the box score, gaining confidence, performing. But you have to begin, and everything here has to be about Carlos Santana, who is the Indians' best player this year. It's I think it's really him or Brad Hand. The Indians should probably have two all-stars when we uh, we look forward to the future, and it's those two players. Those are the guys who are really lighting it up. Santana goes three for four with the two walks. He is going to end up a single short of the cycle. He's got a double, a triple. He hit his 10th home run of the year. 
It's his 11th double. It's his first triple. Uh, that shouldn't be much of a surprise. Though the fun thing is the Indians had three triples tonight. The other two were to Greg Allen. Those were his two hits. But San- Carlos Santana hitting 284, 10 home runs. His on-base percentage is 411. His slugging is 511. Um, that part of that deal is just utterly fantastic. Edwin Encarnacion is playing really well in Seattle, but he's a DH all the way. Santana is providing um, solid. I mean, all-star level offensive production. If you just base it on the stats, he is, I believe, statistically the top performing first baseman in the American League right now. I have always been a huge fan of Los. It's great to have him back. It's even greater to see him playing like this. And, uh, you know, he's going to be in Cleveland for a lot of years at this point because of that contract he signed. I believe he's got, three, counting this year, what, two and a half more years in Cleveland. So it's it's definitely nice to have uh, Carlos Santana back and performing. And just think about it at this point. We know they're going to keep Lindor at one, whatever. I'd rather have him at two. Mercado, I, I do think, can be a solid bat. Again, I think the the power... Uh, is a bit of a mirage, but if you have him two, Santana three, if J-Ram starts to turn around and you put him at four, uh, you know, you figure out the rest from there. Uh, Basically, if you're facing a, uh, this team is built right now to be better against lefties, uh, oddly, because Roberto Perez is a right-handed catcher, and you have Jordan Luplo who's doing really well. So against lefties, you might want to have like Luplo five, Perez six, and that's going to be your ideal setup for the uh, the Indians to perform. But it's it's interesting after all of those years of needing a right-handed bat. Uh, right now, I am happier when I see them facing a lefty than when I see them facing a righty, just because of uh, the pieces and players they have and how they're able to perform. We have two sponsors today, uh, Hotels.com. I personally recommend them. You go there. They help. You, It's an all-in-one site. They're going to show you a whole bunch of listings. And then you click on those. You go to that hotel. And if you uh, purchase a room, rent a room. I don't own a hotel if it's a purchase or a rental. But whatever. When you get that room, uh, Hotels.com, that's how they make their money. So they want you to keep coming back. They're going to find you the good deals. They're going to do all the legwork for you. And it is a model to help you. And as long and as long as they've been there, it shows that it's a successful model and that they are quite good at that. Save yourself a time. Save yourself a headache. Use Hotels.com. Blue Chew is our other sponsor. They are the only chewable uh, little blue tablet. Same active ingredients as uh, Viagra and Cialis. I was reading the uh, the copy we have for today, and something I didn't realize is the fact that it's chewable means it can get into your bloodstream quicker than the other pills. So it's the one that, uh, if you need uh, in a hurry, it's your best bet. Uh, I always tell you, if you've been curious about it, this is the best way to try one of these things. It's discreet, it's sent to your home, and it's free. You just pay the five bucks in shipping. You go to Blue Chew, like the color, dot com. You use the promo code MLB. And you can sate your curiosity. You can see what it's like when you try one of these little blue pills. BlueChew.com, promo code MLB. And now that we're back from the break, I also want to remind everyone, it's really important for our podcast for you to rate and review on uh, and subscribe on the Himalaya app, Google Play, iTunes, whatever you use. Uh, that is very important to us. The Himalaya app is a free app. 
I just downloaded it myself today. So uh, soon I'll have uh, my own personal testimonial on it. So with the draft upcoming, with me releasing my mock today, there were, you know, yesterday's show I promised we'd get some draft talk in. And I think one of the best ways to go about it is I'll kind of explain my own pick from the mock. And then I actually have a list of players that I thought kind of make sense for the Indians as targets for a variety of reasons. And I think I would go through some of these names and just be uh, explain out why I think these are guys you should look for uh, for the Indians as possible targets on day one or day two of the draft. In the draft today, I put Brooks Lee. Uh, he's one of the many middle infielders that uh, kind of earned that range for the draft. Him, uh, Crying Paris, Gunnar Henderson, uh, Matthew Lugo. I think, honestly, any one of those shortstops would make sense to the Indians. I think if Lugo's there, he's got a really good opportunity because he's young for the class. He has his bloodlines being the nephew of Carlos Beltran. Uh, a lot of loud tools. The Nazim Nunez is another guy with a lot of loud tools who's probably the best defender of the group. Brooksley is the, his dad is the coach at Cal Poly. That's where he's committed. He is a solid prospect. He uses the whole field. He has that advanced approach that you like to see in a young kid. He is the safest of the group. He is the one the most likely to end up with a plus hit tool. The one who is most likely to, uh, this, to turn into a above average everyday player. Now his ceiling may not be as high as someone like Paris or even Nunez. I mean, frankly, of that group, he probably has the lowest ceiling overall. But when you look at someone like Tyler Freeman, it's it's a similar situation. And Tyler Freeman keeps uh, overperforming. He's a top 100 prospect, I think, now in some places. Third in the system, he just keeps hitting. And the Indians have loved cold weather guys and California guys. Those are areas they always mine. So I put Brooks Lee in there just as kind of another name to know. I think he kind of fits what the Indians uh, could look at and go with. The one only one thing there that stands out that's a little against type is he's not young for the class. He's not old for the class. Um, he's just a typically aged kid. So that's who I had in the mock. Some I mentioned all those middle infielders. Some other guys to look up at this point for the Indians, just maybe more as a round two or day two prospect. One of the first names I have to mention is Ben Brecht. He is a six foot seven left hander from UC Santa Barbara. He is the ace of that staff. And the Indians have had a lot of luck mining UC Santa Barbara. Shane Bieber came from there and they were able to help develop him. Kyle Nelson is a reliever who's really rising in the system this year. Also from there, uh, Brecht is the current ace on this on that team, and he does a lot of the same things that we saw with Bieber. He's a control specialist. He really hits his points. Uh, he's fastball change. Most times we see fastball slider. The slider is definitely the show-me pitch. It is not as good as the rest uh, of the package. But when the Indians have targeted these guys at UC Santa Barbara, they've kind of looked at this as a program that can develop pitchers. These are guys who come in and their control is ready to go. They're well-developed. They are put a little bit more on Brecht. Uh, he was a part-time starter, part-time reliever his first two years. This is his first year starting full-time. Walk rate for his career of 2.15. Strikeout rate this year is up over 10. His first year it was under 6, and last year it was almost 10 so as a career it's a uh, high eights but you look at all that and you think oh this is a program the indians have mined 
and this is a uh, a player who's performing well who has a lot of that same uh, skill set that we've seen with two other players they've drafted that have been very successful from that program. Trajan Fletcher is a name to know. He reclassified, was not supposed to be in this draft originally. He is a kid originally from Maine. He is uh, committed to Vanderbilt. He went to New York prep school, went back to Maine, and reclassified for the draft. It was a late um, situation. He was not on lists to start the year, and he is all tools. He is a guy who is, you know, there's speed, there's power, there's an arm. Uh, the hit tool is a big question. Uh, it's a Will Benson-ish profile, both good and bad. He is, uh, he just turned 18 at the end of April, so a young for his young for this class would have been very old for uh, next year's class. So a, a smart move by him. If he ends up in college, he's going to go to Vanderbilt, uh, you know, a top program, not one that's had the most success with uh, with players of late. So it'd be interesting to see how it turns out for Fletcher. But uh, yeah, he's just that cold weather athlete, uh, high upside that we've seen the Indians like in the past. I thought Alex McFarlane, as I was reading, is one of those guys who stood out again. He's kind of viewed as a hard sign, so I don't know if they'd be able to get him. But he's just 17 years old. He won't be 18 until after the draft. He is uh, a his his bloodlines are fun because his mom was a in the 1988 Olympics in Taekwondo. His father was a sprinter, so he's got bloodlines. Maybe not baseball bloodlines, but he has athletic bloodlines. And he's a really good athlete himself. He sits in the low 90s. He gets it up to the uh, can reach mid 90s. And you've got the slider and the change. He shows the ability to use both those pitches. They're works in progress, but they're um, they're both there. You're not really concerned that he's not going to develop those. You put that all together, and it's just an interesting player who, athletic pitcher, clean delivery, athlete, uh, the athletic bloodlines, all that came together as a, a guy who stood out as a, a prep arm that the Indians would make sense for them to target or look at. And then the last guy I kind of wanted to uh, point out was uh, Joe Naranjo from uh, another California kid. He is a uh, Cal State Fullerton commit. Undersized first baseman. The Indians have kind of liked those guys over the years on top of liking California players. Just turned 18 on the 11th of May, young for his class. He is a, you know, there's, there's not a lot of projection in the future he just hits and hits and hits um he's a lefty which we've seen the indians like you know if if everything turns out well it's you know it's a 55 maybe a 60 grade hit tool with 50 maybe 55 grade power he uh he's not going to win any awards at first but he should be fine there it's not the most exciting profile but he is just an advanced hitter he is able to he has hit against top competition and with his age location everything else he just was one of those players that stood out as someone that i could see the indians going for as they've gone for a few players like him in recent years so those are kind of the four names uh to know or watch we'll get into a lot more as the draft approaches um as the draft approaches what am i saying as the draft arrives um draft week the podcasts will be heavy on draft i probably won't be watching or even looking at indians games 
during that week. Um, it's just the hazard of the draft and how much, you know, 40 rounds and a few thousand players I need to focus on. So thank you again for listening, for subscribing on the Himalaya app, on Google Play, iTunes. It's huge for us. Um, the show is growing, and that is the most important thing from my perspective. Thanks. As always, we'll end with Go Tribe.